Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome back to The Money Flow. This is your host, Gerald Peters. Interesting week in the stock market this week. If, um, you know, we're basically getting all sell signals uh, if you're using The Money Flow strategy. Um, if you're not, if you go to my Instagram, I'm, my handle's full auto one one at all all the platforms: Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I don't do much on Snapchat, but it is the same on Snapchat. Uh, Instagram is kind of where I do my dirt. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletter there. We're a trading club, tribe, group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I call it a society; it just sounds fancier. Um, and that's what we're trying to do: is create a group of traders, kind of help each other. It helps to have someone in there, bounce ideas off of. Um, I'm trying to keep everyone trading around the same strategy. Obviously, I can't control what people do. Um, um, you know, it's obviously not a dictatorship. I'm a member like everybody else. I'm just trying to keep it going, you know, pushing it forward, pushing my book, The Money Flow Trading System, as a as a base. And maybe you get, you know, you read it and you take one or two things from there. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of... I use three or four indicators. Uh, I use moving averages. Maybe the way I use them is different than the way you've been taught to use them. Um, but really, our what we're trading around is this concept that price moves in four stages. And, and, and that what I like to try to do is once a stock goes into a stage four decline, an example would be go look at the Pfizer chart. Price has been moving down. We want to, with the money flow, we're trying to catch the bottom uh, if you're super aggressive and, and, and that it's in my buy and hold. So like catching the bottom, if it's not the exact bottom, no big deal, but, but often it is. I mean, I, you know, I don't know statistically what this, you know, the, how often we catch it, but I catch it a lot. Um, I promise you this, we'll catch all of them. How about that? And so that bottom fishing, basically the money flow does two things. One, it tries to catch the bottom Two, it tries to catch the breakout. And if you're just always trying to catch the bottom in your investing account, then you, you're just constantly buying shares on the low. And that's that's what I try to do. But back to this week, it's been a crazy week. We see the money, the uh, S&P 500s close below the 20-day moving average. So is the uh, small caps. The Dow hasn't and the, and the NASDAQ hasn't. So we're, we're getting a little divergence there. Um, but the indicators that we use are all rolling over. So I've got like five out of five or six out of six uh, sell signals on the S&P 500. We'll see what Monday brings. Now, interesting thing is we're right at the 200-day moving average. If you go back to March, and I know talking about charts on a podcast is kind of weird, but go back and look at March when 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 COVID-19 hit and the market crashed. It it went below the 200. It came right back to the 200. The 200 is like a spider web. It tends to hold price, and this is why we use it as a prof as a target for profit taking in our trades and our swing trades. Um, so that's where we're stuck. We're stuck right here. It'll probably hold it for a couple days. If everything stays on a sell signal, I fully anticipate that the market goes down. Um, I, I don't begin to make any sort of predictions that I know where the market's going. I don't, I just position myself. Um, but that's where we're at on the stock market is the, it, it appears the market's going down. I've put on some hedges, uh, we're long. Uh, I'm long the TMF, which is the three times leveraged bond fund. The TLT is kind of expensive. You know, the, the leverage lets us take a bigger position. I've gotten long gold, and um, I put on a small short position on the S&P 500. Um, I'm basically down to core positions and things like Facebook and Uber and Lyft. I mean, a bunch of stocks, uh, Visa, a bunch of them. I'm down to like core positions. 
and have hedges on. So we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. I don't worry about that stuff in my buy and hold account. I just load up when stocks are on sale and, and compound the dividends. I wanted to read you something. This is out of the book, The Master Key. And The Master Key is an interesting book. This book was written a long time ago by a guy named Charles Hanel. Now, if you're into self-help books, if you're into motivation books, you're going to find this one is really interesting. It's, 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 I'm going to be honest, Charles Hanel's Hanel, I'm probably saying his name wrong. His work can be a little hard to, it, it's a little hard to read. It really is, but it's good stuff. And in the opening of the book is the first chapter is gold. You can probably go get it for free on the internet, and I would highly advise you to do it. It starts off with this, that much gathers more is true on every plane of existence, and that loss leads to greater loss is equally true. Think about what he just said, that much gathers more, and that loss leads to greater loss. Right out of the Bible, Jesus said that those who have, more will be given. Those who don't have, even what they have will be taken. And in other words, the, the trick to money is having money. <laughs> it sounds, I know it sounds simplistic, but the point is, is like when you put 500 into an account and then you add 500 into account, now you have a thousand, right? And, well, a thousand gets to 2000 easier, meaning more like attracts like, you know, as you plant seeds, they grow. And then he says, mind is creative. And conditions, environment, and all experiences in life are the result of our habitual or predominant mental attitude. Mind is creative. In the book, The Science of Getting Rich, you know, if you know, I have a podcast called The Science of Getting Rich on Apple iTunes, and it's available on Podbean, where I kind of riff and talk about my favorite book of all time, The Science of Getting Rich. A, a lot of these books run similar. But he says, mind is creative and conditioned environment and all experiences in life are the result of our habitual or predominant mental attitude. Well, the science of getting rich explains it slightly different. It says that what thoughts you hold in formless substance are the thoughts that you manifest. That's what Charles is saying here. Mind is creative. Like those things that you hold in your mind, he's saying mind, but in the science of getting rich, it's saying what? Formless substance. Those things you hold. In other words, what you apply your attention to and what you do repeatedly and what you'll do for free are the things that you're going to excel at and those are the things you're going to manifest in your life. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, when you first come to the world of trading, uh, let me let you in on something. You're going to trade for free. Matter of fact, you're not only going to trade for free, you're going to pay money to play the game. Why? Because you're going to lose. And you might get lucky and you might win some trades, but I'm convinced it takes the average person who commits themselves, people who hold thought in formless substance, people who, 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 who understand that mind is creative, conditioned environment, all experiences in life are the results of our habitual and predominant mental attitude. That if your mental attitude is, hey, this is a journey, this is going to, I'm anticipating this taking me six to 12 months to learn to trade, not invest. Now, investing is easy. Like, if you don't know how to invest, you're just dumb. Like, it's easy. You buy quality companies, you hold them, and you compound the dividends. Seriously, it is that simple. If you don't know how to invest, you're just being dumb. Like, I don't understand how you cannot know how to invest. You can just put money in an index fund. It ain't hard, dude. Like, it ain't hard to be an investor. Being an investor is just taking money and putting it into investments. Now, we could go, we could begin splitting hairs and which investments are the best and which outperform. Most people go down that road and they haven't even learned to be an investor. 
It's almost like you join a gym, you get excited about, I've always liked to lift weights and I like read magazines and on and off I'd get like more into weightlifting than not. And I remember being in the army and I'd get totally into weightlifting. I'd be like reading about, oh, okay, I need 300 grams of protein and I need this and I got to eat this much fish and this much tuna and I got to eat every four hours and I got to, right? What was I doing? I'm getting all fired up, right? About this thing. And I would do this all the time. And then what? I wouldn't hold that thought in formless substance. I would let that thought drift from my mind. For whatever reason, I would get sidetracked. But I, uh, every time I would get back into weightlifting, within a couple of weeks of lifting weights, I'm overly concerned about my diet again and what, what workout clothes do I have. All this shit, instead of <clears throat> focusing on the number one thing, take your butt to the gym consistently. In other words, investing is about showing up and investing consistently. It's not about arguing over buy and hold or real estate versus this or that versus this. A lot of times I, have, I, I you know, put out content on Instagram. I'm trying to, from my book, You Don't Have to Die Broke, I'm trying to teach the idea of being an investor. And, and, and a lot of questions that I get asked, it's like, dude, why are you even asking this question? You're not even saving money. Like, put in reps. Like if you want to play golf, you got to swing the damn club a lot, right? <clears throat> we don't need to worry about what's the best golf course and where do you get the best grass and what is the best this and what is the best. None of that matters. You need to learn how to swing the damn club consistently over a long period of time. I assure you, you could take the worst, the worst. I bet you could give Tiger Woods a 1930 golf club and he will whap your ass with that and you won't stand a chance playing him in golf, and you have the best equipment right now. Why? Because he's put in the work. Or what if we gave Michael Jordan a giant basketball, and you let me, you, you get my point. Like, they've put in so much.